This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now hosts of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. It is Friday. Yet again. You know, Friday is like my favorite day of the week, I think. And honestly, I like all days of the week, but I I like Friday because it's Candidly Keisha Day. Nice. But I'm very grateful today. I have my friend, my partner in service and philanthropy and pay it forward, give back and just all around awesome. Uh, Miss Shanti Das is in the studio. Welcome. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful you, for you. You um, have such a big heart and, and all that you do with Camp Kizzy and your mom and then Thank joining you. forces with me for the last three years for no reservations. I'm so needed. excited. Yeah. We, We're going to be bigger and better bigger this year. Bigger and better. We um, always do um, the no reservations dinner for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, yep. which benefits the men of the Atlanta mission yes. here in Atlanta, which is a transitional homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And we, it really is. The guy, and it's so funny when, like, from year to year when we've been doing it mm-hmm. and, like, several, because you can come if you're at the shelter. You can also come. You can come, come even if you're even not. Even if you're not. Yeah, exactly. But so some of the gentlemen come year after year, and they're like, Keisha, you remember me? <laughs> hey, Keisha, look at my picture from last year. Let's take a picture again. I love They it. are so cute and funny. <laughs> And, and they love you. <laughs> oh, and I love them too. Yeah. And they're like, let me have a big piece of pie. I'm like, I got you. I got you. What you want? Sweet potato? Pecan? And that's what's so cool <laughs> that we actually serve them dinner. Yeah. Right? As opposed to them having to go up and go through the line. Yeah. You know, giving them that real sense of dignity that they that day that they should always have. And the plates are huge. Like, yeah. they are so big and they have everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. And we like season it up. It's not like right. we just open up food and just throw it in there like no there's a labor of love that monday before and we'll have to put a little keisha's kitchen in yeah, next year let's absolutely do it. absolutely what's but your favorite thing that you make oh man i am a foodie are you so i love good food okay period um so it's really <laughs> challenging to pick one thing mm-hmm. that i like that i make because it really well you know now it's narrow because yeah. once when i was pregnant with ella and mm-hmm. like since even i've had her there's been a lot of things that I used to eat that I no longer eat. Oh, like, okay. I pretty much only eat chicken and turkey now. Yeah. When before, I ate everything. And I can't even really do, because I'm trying to see if shellfish or mm-hmm. fish are kind of, mm-hmm. uh, in some way, not really settling oh, well wow. with her, even though I like it. Yeah. So, um, I used to, like, love a good steak or a roast you. or a, but I can't even eat it anymore. Yeah. So, chicken dish. I start like making stuff up because I've gotten tired of just eating like baked chicken, fried chicken, chicken, barbecue chicken. Right. So there's this chicken that I make that, um, sorry, the peanut gallery back here. I'm like hearing whispering behind me. Um, I like anything with gravy. So any okay. chicken that has some sort of like gravy or sauce with some rice nice. is everything to me. Everything. Making me hungry. Oh my God. 
Yeah. But that's not even what I we're going to talk I about. As we, digress. we digress. We digress. Um, I have Shanti here today. Uh, this um, this Friday, mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. is Global yes. Silence the Shame yeah. Day. And I know most people say national, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to say global. Why? We, Why are you we keeping... We're thinking big. Yes, absolutely. You know? And it's all about mental health. Yes. And May being Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your this whole movement that you yeah. started. So Silence the Shame was birthed probably two years ago. Um, and... A lot of people, some of my friends know, but I'm sure you guys don't know. My dad committed suicide when mm-hmm. I was seven months old. It was very traumatic for our family. He did not leave a note. And for many years, I wouldn't talk about it. I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids, you know how kids can be. They're like, well, what happened? Where's your dad? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, he died. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of leave it at that because I didn't understand it. And we, unfortunately, um, did not go to counseling as a family. I had a sister. That's something that else was we got to talk about. Eight. Black people. We don't do it. Thank you. If you don't talk about it, it don't exist. I'm sorry. Right. And that like therapists. Why do I need a therapist? I don't you need know. to talk to nobody about my problems. And my other friends that are, you know, of in different nationalities, they're like, oh, yeah, went to my therapist today. Like it was no big deal. Got mm-hmm. up and ate breakfast. And so they condone it. Um, anyway, I just think it's our lack of understanding and mm-hmm. knowledge in our community. But, um, so anyway, fast forward, I finally went to counseling when I was in my 30s, and that's the first time I forgave my dad. That's a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and then I kind of put it aside again and buried myself back into my work. You know, I worked in the music industry for 25 years, had a great career. And then things started rearing its head um, when I left the industry and came back home and started over as an entrepreneur by choice. Uh, but my mom has Alzheimer's, and I found myself kind of getting depressed about that. And then one of my best friends from the sixth grade committed suicide four years ago. Oh, my goodness. I have a family member that suffers from a mental health disorder. And then I, Keisha, in 2015, I got really, really, really depressed. And it wasn't just one thing. I think it was everything. And I kind of talked myself into a downward spiral. And it was the first time that I had suicidal thoughts, real, true suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I finally got the help that I needed. And how did you, I guess my question is because... Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to say, yes, I had this, and then I got the help. Right. But what were those steps? Because I yeah. feel like kind of sharing the who did you reach out to? Sure. How did you tell someone? Mm-hmm. What was your cry for help? And then once you did that, then what was next? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, um, they just don't even know where to begin. Of course. Of course. So, And it definitely wasn't a one, two, three type situation. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a process. Um, so, you know, I was depressed for some months and my friends noticed that I wasn't being myself anymore. I didn't really want to hang out. Um, there were days I did not want to pull the covers back. I mm-hmm. didn't want to open the blinds. I was eating out of depression. Um, I was having one too many cocktails at home, which, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol is a depressant. So you can't even mm-hmm. socially drink at home when you're dealing with something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Even one or two drinks is not good. Um, so. In terms of getting the, the help that I needed, the day that I seriously contemplated suicide, I called my sister because my mm-hmm. sister is kind of like a mom to me now, even though we're like best friends. She convinced me to call the Suicide Pre- Prevention Hotline, and that's a national number, um, and we can get, you know yeah, give that please. out later. Yeah, um, and out. so uh, so I did that, and they kind of helped me through that bad moment that I was having. And I was in my car driving, and I was kind of driving around aimlessly that night. And I just remember crying and being so upset. And then I called my pastor also. I'm a member of, in Atlanta, Georgia, Ebenezer Baptist Church, which is Dr. King's former church. And Dr. Raphael G. Warnock said to me, he was like, you know, you need to get some help. We can't pray this one away. 
you need to go call a doctor. Do you know what? I appreciate him for for saying that. Because so often people feel like the blood of Jesus will take care of it. And the blood of Jesus take care of a whole lot of stuff. Yes. And I'm the first person (laughs) that will talk about my relationship with God. But at the same time, just like you have any other disorder or disease, if you have cancer, you go see your oncologist. Absolutely. If you have dialysis, I mean, um, kidney trouble, you go and take dialysis if you need to or, you know, a number of other God helped issues. invent these things for yeah, us to exactly, use. Exactly. So I was very grateful to him. So I immediately called my primary care physician and he got me on with a psychiatrist and I went to see them like either the next day or in two days. And, you know, she did our assessment and she put me on antidepressants. Right. And so I did that for probably maybe eight months, mm-hmm. six to eight months, and eventually weaned myself off of them, which... Now, looking back, I probably should have um, maybe stayed on them a little bit longer because I was trying you, to self-cope a little bit. Why did you decide to wean yourself off? Were because they, I thought I was they doing, working. They were working. Okay, can I say something? Yeah. And I know this is, and a lot of people do this, and mm-hmm. I'm just bringing light to it, because so often people will start their course of medication, and, and they'll see the progress, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, I'm fixed, I'm good. No, it's the medicine. Yeah. You need to keep on. Yeah. So a lot of times people do do that. You're absolutely right. And so um, I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now it's been two years and um, like there's certain things that I can recognize now mm-hmm. in terms of my triggers. And I try to, you know, keep myself balanced. I even had a bad day, you know, two days ago yeah. um, where I was dealing with some anxiety. Um What I am going to do now from just a personal wellness standpoint is I'm going to start seeing a therapist on a regular basis, Mm. even if it's twice a month, Mm -hmm. right, or once a month or the phone sessions, whatever. So that you don't allow yourself to go. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. yeah. And then even taking on mental health as an advocate, it's a heavy subject. Right. And so it draws me back into those (laughs) time periods. And so I have to remind myself to create that balance and to take care of myself as I'm trying to take care of other people. So um, I was just grateful that the people around me encouraged me to go to the doctor mm-hmm. and to get the help. And sometimes it's, it's as simple as, you know, think about it. If you know people that live alone, especially, you got to stay on top of people. If they're not looking like themselves or sounding like themselves, and there are different levels to mental health. Some people obviously have really serious disorders where mm-hmm. they need to be in the hospital or institutionalized or a part of a real treatment program or facility. And those are the more extreme cases. But just in terms of dealing with your mental health on a regular basis, like, you know, Chrissy Teigen talked about postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, after having her baby, um, so many people in the military suffer from PTSD. And another thing that I found out recently that I thought was really interesting is a lot of our youth mm-hmm. are dealing with PTSD as a result of seeing someone get shot in front of them. Wow. We don't even think about that. Don't think about it. You know what I mean? And especially in, and I'm not just going to say that's just a black or white oh, or whatever right. problem, but in inner city, you sure. know, more... <laughs> You know, from in in, in 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 communities where you have drug violence, where mm-hmm. you have those things, yeah. you know, it is more prevalent. And unfortunately, a lot of those communities, a lot of people look like us. Yes. And unfortunately, they don't feel as though they need the help. And the thing about it, I, I would like to encourage your listeners is like, for example, the young man who lost his life. May he rest in peace in Dallas, Texas, who was mm-hmm. shot by the police officer. There were kids in the car who watched that young man get shot in the head. 
they if I could recommend anything to their parents is to let them talk to somebody now. Yeah. I'm not saying those kids need to be medicated. I'm saying let's prevent them from either having anxiety or depression because that's going to haunt them for a really long time. Right. And they don't need to be reliving that memory by themselves. Mm-hmm. They need someone <laughs> helping them to cope and talk about it, understand what happened and how, how to you know move past it and maybe do something to help others. Right. So tell me what is... Um, Global Silence the Shame Day. What are we doing today? What is like the call to action? Yes. What is so the call to action is for everybody from you know the church, the community, your friends, my mm-hmm. friends, influencers, um, to post and really start the conversation today. Um, we're asking you to use the hashtag Silence the Shame. We have photos up on our Instagram account, which is at Silence the Shame, that you can repost. Just make sure you use the hashtag. Um, and to start the conversation, it's one day of talking about mental health and not being sh- afraid. And we're trying to get people outside of those that normally talk about it and mm-hmm. post about it and to just get other folks in the community to really open up the conversation for Silence the Shame Day. Got it. And then on Sunday. You- yes. Sunday, we are doing Silence the Shame Day in Atlanta, Georgia at okay. Ebenezer Baptist Church, which we feel like um, we've crossed another milestone because churches, you know, don't typically talk about it. They speak on the counseling services that are available. and You may see that information in the bulletin, but never do they kind of dedicate a service to it. So this is the first time that Ebenezer is dedicating a Sunday to mental health. So I'll be speaking okay. at the 9 a.m. service and the 1130 service. And our pastor, Dr. Warnock, is going to speak um, about shame and stigma. Okay. which there are b- biblical references, you know, as it relates to shame and stigma. And he's also going to encourage people, to, in, in addition to praying and understanding, mm-hmm. to not be afraid to get help. I love it. Well, we're going to take a really quick break, and we are going to allow some listeners that would be great. to call in and ask some questions. Okay. And we're going to get Ebola back here who's coughing in the studio, <laughs> a cough drop. We, you know, yes, we, we yes. <laughs> Okay. So I know you guys hear these random coughs. Oh, now it's starting. What what is going on? We need to give cough drops to everybody in the studio today. It's raining out. Listen, Ebola, one and two. I do not want your germs. I have a baby at home. Well, a baby right next over there in the other room. And a beautiful baby. My pumpkin face. Oh, my gosh. But this is Candidly Keisha, and we'll be right back as we continue the dialogue with Shanti talking about mental health issues. It's Mental Health Awareness Month and how we can help her in, you know, silencing the shame associated mm-hmm. with mental health yes. uh, in our community, really. Absolutely. So, Candidly Keisha, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Being a mom and having my career in entertainment is amazing, but like any job, it can wear on you. If you've listened to my show, you know that life can be messy and far from perfect. Turns out, same thing goes for your skin. Moderma to the rescue. New Moderma Quick Dry Oil is a brand new formulation on the market, and it helps improve the appearance of skin, scars, and stretch marks. And it's the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended brand. Most importantly, it's quick drying. No more waiting for greasy oils to absorb. Who has time for that? Besides using it for scars and stretch marks, you can use it 
just to keep your skin hydrated. It's great to use on skin imperfections, but if you're just looking to maintain good skin, it's a great addition to your daily routine. Mederma Quick Dry Oil features nourishing botanicals and contains no artificial dyes or perfumes, so you don't need to worry about it irritating your skin. Sometimes pretty doesn't have to hurt. Look. You have enough to worry about every day, but don't let your skin be one of them. Check out Mederma today. Look for it in the first aid section. Yes, the first aid section at major retailers. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We are here with Shanti. We are going to continue this dialogue. And as people call in, we will take your questions. Yes, please call us. Absolutely. So how has, like, you know, as you've come out and shared your story, mm-hmm. um, I, f- I feel like, you know, people have definitely embraced you and supported you. Mm-hmm. But have you, has that been your experience or what has your experience been as you've begun to share your truth? Actually, I'm really surprised, mm-hmm. um, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. that so many people are supporting me and they're so, so warm and caring and kind and, mm-hmm. and they're just I guess congratulating me on my bravery, mm-hmm. which I don't, I'm not doing this to get accolades or anything. I really, one, it's, girl, it's freeing to just be able to talk about it mm-hmm. for one and just share my truth and my testimony. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that people have been so supportive. And um, this week, you know, we've been doing a lot of national press and local radio in Atlanta. And I'm so grateful to you for having me on the podcast. It's just, it's like a, a weight lifted off of me mm-hmm. to know that people are okay for me to come on and talk about it right. and bring it to the masses. right? So, yeah. Well, I love it. We're going to definitely, I'd love to, you know, of course, you're always invited to Camp Kizzy and we featured your oh, book gosh, there. Thank you. I remember. Um, that was like two, three years ago. Yeah, I think, it now. was. And um, I would love to invite you to come back, you know, this year. We're, I would love that. To just talk about it because I feel like a lot of times this is something that starts younger. Sure. It's something that people may not acknowledge mm-hmm. or you know, it's that whole like if you don't talk about it, then exactly. it doesn't exist kind of Hell thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's important for kids to have someone who they can ask the questions, who sure. they can see themselves in, and early diagnosis of mm-hmm. any mental health. And I'll bring someone with me that deals with you know child psychiatry. So that would be great that I could kind of share my part on what it was right. like growing up and having, you know, a parent commit suicide and then having someone there to give, you know, the professional advice. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. So what else are you doing? You have the So we have a podcast. Okay. Yep. So we're on iTunes okay. um, with the Silence to Shame podcast. We have about four episodes that are up right now. Okay. How can people... So just go on to, you know, on iTunes and search under the podcast app, I mean tab, and just search Silence of Shame. Okay. And then you can pull it up and subscribe to it. And we're doing about one every two weeks. Okay. So that's exciting. I'm going to be doing a college tour in the fall called the Loving You College Tour, taking good care of your mental health. Mm -hmm. Because what we found also from doing research is that suicide rates are up at college campuses across the country, Mm -hmm. as well as anxiety and depression. Um, And you know what it's like from a suicide rate at a lot of the Ivy League schools. Mm -hmm. It's very prevalent there. And so I want to do, you know, a lot of the tours and take mental health care professionals on the road with me. I mean, I'm not looking back. We're going to bust this thing wide open and really bring it to the forefront. And I'm just grateful that other celebrities like, you know, um, 
Lady Gaga is speaking mm-hmm. out. Just recently, Prince Harry mm-hmm. is talking about the organization that he and his family started called Heads Together. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about his um, depression that he went through after his mother died, and that was, you know, 20 years ago. Right. May she rest in peace. Um, Chance the Rapper spoke about mental health. Kendrick Lamar. I mean, people are more and more coming out and sharing, and we're excited. Um, if you if you look on our newly launched silencetoshame.com website, we're really excited. We have a PSA up there, okay. and uh, we're going to add your video to it. Yay. Right now we have um, some of my celebrity friends that have shot the PSA. Like, we're going to have to shoot that one. I'm not looking quite so crazy, though. Well, we'll do a drop today that yeah, you can we'll post. Yeah, we'll just do something because, yeah. you know, when I come in for Kendall Keisha, like, I've had a long day today. I got you. <laughs> and this ponytail is what the people needed this morning. But you look beautiful. <laughs> thank you. But I want to thank Nick Cannon and Estelle and Chloe and Hallie and Andre Day and Tequila Spikes and um, Terry J. Vaughn, our girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so many people at Lover that have just come on to support uh, movie producer Will Packer. I mean, we're, I'm just getting so much support. And okay. I got to tell you, I was afraid at first, like, you know, because some people, if you hadn't experienced it in your family or you didn't know anyone, you still think that it's taboo for mm-hmm. someone. But Yeah, I got know, a couple people in my family. They're just undiagnosed, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> I think we all do, right? <laughs> um, but just the the support, like you asked earlier, like people are like, yeah, sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, wa- I want to support. What can I do? And so I was even just on the phone with Kenny Lattimore earlier, and he's going to support. Oh, and it's just so many wonderful people out there. So we're I grateful. Oh, well, we, look, it looks like we have a, a call. caller. Yay. Let's see. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Tony. Tony? Yeah. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm doing great. I saw you on um, Instagram, and I saw you guys are talking about mental health. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Tony? What's your uh, question? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I kind of got a situation with um, my significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, she she suffers from anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, abandonment issues with her father, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And now with me, she cares about me so much. She's very emotionally attached to me, and I guess. Um, I've nurtured those feelings, and I kind of baby her more. Mm-hmm. So things have gotten even worse. So mm-hmm. now my question is, it's like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if I should continue because me as a person, like I'm, I'm Hispanic. I'm a Latin male. Yeah. We're, we're very passionate. Sure. We're very ro- romantic guys. We're like open doors. We're like, that's who I am. It's just yeah. how I am. But I, We've been together for almost like two, three years now, and it's just getting worse. Yeah. She's super needy now. She's super dependent. She was never like that. You know well, what I mean? Well, well, neither of us will. Shanti, you'll listen, and you'll be able to download the pon- podcast on um, play.it forward slash Keisha. But Shanti is doing a national silence, the a global silence, the shame day. Um, she suffers from depression. She's had, you know, some different mental health things in the family. And it's funny you say you're Hispanic male because we were also talking about how in our community, the Mm -hmm. Latin, the African-American community, this is something that we don't talk about. So first, Tony, I just want to say thank you for calling and even acknowledging that something different needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, What I could say, and and Shanti, tell me if I'm correct, Mm -hmm. I would definitely encourage her to reach out for help, even if it's talking to a therapist to discuss, you know, those feelings, those emotions. Yeah, to just reach out to a really great therapist and just remember a therapist like anything you can you 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 can find the right fit yeah and sometimes you know like people in my family it took them going to two or three different people 
sometimes four finding the right one. Right. So what I don't want to have happen is she goes to someone and for whatever reasons it doesn't click or it's not helping that you think, okay, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Right. So if well, you know, and I'm and I'm sorry to interrupt. The only thing sure. I'd like to ask you guys for advice in the sense is like, what can I do? Because that's something that that's something that you she has to do. Obviously, I she like, wants to get help. I feel like but me, like I feel thing, like I'm hurting her more. Well, I feel like the by best continuing thing in, that in the relationship. Do, you know I what feel I mean? Like, I feel like the best thing you can those, do by accepting those behaviors, right? And not cutting cutting it off and be like, well, no, giving ultimatums, but that's not me. Well, mm-hmm. listen, listen, Tony. I feel like the best thing you can do is what you said: encourage her and support her to get the help that she needs, and you know. You may also need to get help. But what about this? I was going to say, why don't you guys go as a couple, right? No, we do. We we right now we're talking to one of the priests at our church, and we started trying to attend mass on a weekly basis. And we're, in addition, we're very, I'm very spiritual. You know what I mean? And I am but it gets too. To the point where it's like I feel that if I don't draw the line, you know, and then, and I don't put ultimatums. And that's why, that, sir. Let me say she, this to you. I get that, but you're also trying to. Um, you're trying to to help and diagnose in 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 a situation that you don't have the tools to do. So that's right. why I get the priest. We're both very spiritual, you know, people. But it's also sometimes you have to recognize when you need another layer of help. Correct. When you need a therapist. When you need someone who they've been trained, they've gone to school. Oh, well, actually, the, the and priest is a psychologist, and, and their job is to to do that. So, I mean, but my thing is this. If what you, how's what you're doing working for you? Is it working for you? Well, we just started, man. It, okay. It's working a little bit because it's only been a week. Oh, okay. Well, it's been a week since we've actually been trying to do this. But, like, I, 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 if I, my question is if I don't see improvement or if I don't see anything better, I, I feel like I'm making it worse. Well, you know you what I mean? To, you have to follow your gut. Yeah, and if you don't, I would say this. If you don't see improvement, like, within a month or two, you know, I don't know how often you're seeing your priest who is a psychologist, but I would say trying to reach out to a different licensed healthcare professional, you know, certainly if your insurance can support it. Um, there are some other organizations like NAMI. I would go on the NAMI, N-A-M-I, website and check them out there's mental health america um and there's some different things that i think you guys can can be doing as a couple making sure that she's exercising you know getting those endorphins up because if she's getting anxious and i don't know if she's ever been depressed or it could lead down that way it's certain things that you can do even from an exercise standpoint you know to take good care of her, her mental health but you got to get her comfortable um with being by herself sometimes and being comfortable with who she is in her own skin and i think you need to to right. add that extra layer, like Keisha says, to see a different, you know, counselor to help you with that. Because you can want to support her, but you can't do it for her. Correct. She's right. going to have to exactly. do the work her on her own. Yep. And, um, but I definitely thank you. Thank you, Tony, for calling in. And I wish you all the best. And it's only been a week. So I say give it a little time and just see how things evolve and how they grow because this wasn't a situation that was developed over a day or over a week. So it's not something that's going to be solved you know, in, in a week's time. And the last thing that I'll add, in addition to seeing your psychologist, there are a lot of support groups out there that work as well. I've found that when you're in a room with other people that are going through similar experiences, it helps a lot. So I would, I don't know what city you're located in, but you should really check out support groups in your area. And if you want to check out our silenceofshame.com website, we're going to have resources on there next week. Awesome. Thanks for your help, ladies. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.
But that's exactly yeah, what we were saying. That's exactly what we were saying. He just completely. Even though the priest is a psychologist, it's, it's still you're only going to get so much in the church. Right. And it's no it's not a, a knock against the church by any means. No, not at all. But it's sometimes you have to reach out to other um, therapists as well. Mm-hmm. We have another caller. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Keisha. This is Janelle. How are you? Hi, Janelle. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's so funny. I actually called in the last time you had it when we you were talking about hair, and I had asked about the clip-ins. And oh, then yeah. when I saw today's topic, I was like, oh, my God, how perfect, because I'm actually a licensed clinical social worker on a behavioral health unit. Really? <laughs> wow, oh, wait, before, before we go there, did you get your clip-ins? Did they work? Oh, I talked to my hairdresser last week, and we are doing it. Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your, do you have a comment or question? Or, you know, we've just been talking about Shanti is doing an amazing um, global Silence the Shame Day this Friday, and today, actually. And we're just talking about it. You know, in the African-American, the Latino, a lot of these communities, it's not something that we discuss. Sure. And we feel like, you know, if we don't if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Or if we can pray it out. Right. Or we can, and not to say prayer doesn't work, but you sometimes need you need other tools as well. Right. So what have you seen in your profession? Oh, well, so let me just let you know, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, so I definitely know we do not talk about it in my community as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's what we're saying. And Black, I, Latino, yeah. like, we, it's like, yeah. what? It doesn't yeah. exist. No. Blood I Jesus work in actually good. the inner city here in Richmond, Virginia, so I'm actually in, like, a really, um, you know, just more poverty-stricken area of um, Richmond. So mm-hmm. we see it all the time where families are coming in, and they're like, oh, that was just we were given just some sugar pill or something like that. And when we start to talk more about, like, therapies and, you know, if you do need a medication intervention, people just shy away from it. And these are people sometimes that have been struggling with it for so long. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they get to us, they're at the point where they're, like, in, say, full psychosis. Or manic, yeah. And it's just like, and they're, you know, the families are scared. So I, I find that I do a lot of education just so they could be more familiar with, like, the diagnoses and medication and trying to explain, like, you know, we don't want people just on a bunch of medications that they don't need. And so it's really a lot of education just around it. And I actually address it, you know, if it is a family that, you know, they're just more not prone to it and they, you know, they just never even, they just, a lot of people, I think, have a lot of myths about what Mm -hmm. psychiatry is and Mm -hmm. what mental health illness is and, you know, how that is a lot for somebody to, come out of themselves to really talk to somebody else about their problems and do I need a medication to, you know, take this. And I actually, in Richmond, we have a lot of colleges, so we're actually getting a lot of college kids here for the first time, like 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah, we were just talking about that. The pressure. What that means for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I was just talking about it with my initiative, Silence the Shame. We're launching our first ever college tour this fall called the Loving You College Tour, Taking Good Care of Your Mental Health. And we're going to be going around to campuses just sharing with students, and I'm going to bring mental health care professionals. So I, I'd love for you to stay in touch with me um, so that when I come into your area, maybe you could do a panel with me. Oh, my God, I would love that. I don't I've know if you have a pen, but you, you can email <laughs> us at sts at hiphoppro.org. And that's on our website, too, silencetheshame.com website. You can find our information to email us. Okay, I'll definitely look on the on the website, and I'll definitely email you and just leave my contact information because I would love to be a part of that. I do like a lot of stuff in the community outside of work, um, 
also run like a group home as well too for I love it. Um, people awesome. with mental illness. So, so will you um, post? Yeah. To, will you post today too? Today is National Silence the Shame Day. So, are you willing to post um, on your social media using the hashtag Silence the Shame, asking people to join in the conversation? Oh, I definitely will. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you for continuing to support Candid Keisha and, you know, calling in with your help because we have to get it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to let our communities know that it isn't taboo. It doesn't make you less worthy as a person right. that, you know, everyone has issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone has things that they're working through and mm-hmm. struggling with. Mm-hmm. And there is no shame no. in getting help. And not nope. everybody None needs whatsoever. medication, but some people do. And I want people to know that don't be afraid to, you know, take medication if you have to. Because if you have a headache, exactly. you sure as hell going to get some Advil or some Tylenol. <laughs> yes. oh, I know I am. I'm like, yes, please and thank there. you. You know, just using your platform to even talk about this is so important because and people see like, wow, you know, look, other people are talking about it. it's not, you know, celebrities or things like that. You know, it's not just. And that's know, why we're doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mental health spans across every economic status. You better every believe race. it. does not discriminate. So, no, it does not. At all. Honestly, every day I walk in here, I'm just, I pray and I'm like, thank God for my mental health. Like, Absolutely. Good for you. it's serious when you're struggling with that. <laughs> well, thank wow. you. Thank you and so much. And please email us. I definitely want to stay in touch. I will. I definitely will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm so happy we're getting she people, was awesome. you know, that are calling in and that are sharing a, a variety of perspectives yeah. on both sides of yeah. the of the fence in terms of mental health. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important for us to really just be welcoming mm-hmm. and talk, just talk about it. Absolutely. I, I love it. This Shanti. is awesome. Thank you. Woo, woo, woo. So, so I know. <laughs> I'm so silly. But you know this about me. Is there anything else? Like we can see, we'll probably, um, if we get another caller, we can answer their question. Okay. But what, um, in closing, like you gave the website, mm-hmm. what other information do you want to give people um, when they hear the podcast, they can hashtag silence the shame. Mm-hmm. What else can people do to so, stand in solidarity? So they can follow us on Instagram at, at silence the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, if you work in the mental health field, you know, we'll follow you back and repost some of your posts, you know, because because we're all about empowering other organizations. One of the things because silence the shame is not a foundation. It's an initiative. Okay. So it's a part of my foundation, which is the hip hop professional foundation. And that's for another podcast. We're right. going to focus on you empowerment and mental health but what we want to do at silence the shame is to kind of be an organization like no more.org is mm-hmm. for domestic violence we want to point you to all the to all the other wonderful organizations that, that are out help. there that can help yeah. so you're a resource we are absolutely a resource and um from an awareness standpoint um you know we're, we're trying to teach and educate and empower and that's right. why we're getting you know celebrities and athletes on board because like it or not People, we listen to our celebrities, yeah. you know, like yourself. I mean, you have a voice. And so we're grateful when, you know, people that God has blessed in those areas of sports, film, TV, movies, entertainment, that you use your voice for good. And that's the blessing of what I do. Yep. It's about the platform and that And you I are certainly... You know, big with that, with using your voice for good. So you, we, we appreciate you for that. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. I just got the call that my child is uh, up and hungry. So <laughs> the last thing I'll add is um, you can uh, also like our Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is Silence the Shame Now. 
Um, so we're going to be doing a lot more great things, but visit us, tweet us, post, and make sure today you're posting using hashtag silence the shame. Let's start the conversation. And Shanti, I just want to say thank you. You know, whenever oh, there's you. anything you're working on, you are, you are more I'm, than welcome. I know. I appreciate it. Just call you. me to come up here. I'm proud of you. I love you. I love Keep you it too. Up. And um, this is Candidly Keisha. We will be right back next Friday, same time, same place. Have an amazing weekend. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and get your little margarita. <laughs> right. Look, we'll go from margarita to church. That's definitely yes. handily, Keisha. Yes. But get your margarita. Yep. Then on Sunday... You can go to Ebenezer Baptist Church yep. here in Atlanta. That's right. And you, like you're laughing at me, but I'm very serious. Jesus turned water to wine. No, I'm, y'all don't get mad at me. I'm being silly right now. But for real, you can yeah. go to Ebenezer Baptist Absolute, Church and absolutely. support um, for Silence the Shame Day. Yes. And thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back next Friday with Candidly Keisha yet again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.